0: Ladies and gentlemen, the recipient of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times bestselling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer, as always, speaking to you in my own voice, attempting to try to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me, and as always, I want especially now that there's a, as you know a lot going on of course in Ukraine and of course our, our our not so very friend who just won't leave us covid. So with everything going on and as we're entering the summer season I truly want to thank you for giving us your valuable time. I don't I don't know or uh think a lot of people who were who were fortunate enough to have or to host the show, I, I, I don't know if they thank their audience enough. And especially now, again, busy, busy, busy. If you're a parent, if you have one kid or ten kids, it's it's just fast and furious. And then trying to work with everything going on and trying to maintain. Thank you for giving us your valuable time. I know we have uh, our lady friend in New Zealand. We have teachers. We have folks who just like to take their walkies. And I'm just, I'm grateful. It is my privilege. And every time I do a show afterwards, I'm, of course, very tired because it takes a lot to put a show together. It's amazing. What I do, it's a secret, is I make sure I make a a trip once or twice a month that I can drive, and I just start spewing and trying to get an idea and trying to get a thread. And then, you know, you put notes down, and and you try them again and refine it. And then uh, minutes before I do this show for you, I, I, I try to write down, you know, certain phrases and notes. And then I have to do them as soon as possible because I'll forget. I always tell people I'm the uh, smartest idiot you ever meet. And anybody who's ever met me for more than a minute, they, uh, yep, you're, you're, you're not bad for an idiot. So again, thanks for listening to the uh, uh, <laughs> Village Idiot of podcast shows. It truly really makes a difference. And it makes me, again, want to be a better person. I don't like people that dole out advice and don't live with their advice, if that makes sense. And I think, you know, over the years, we've seen this with financial gurus or uh, uh, professional motivational speakers and uh, something called life coaches. I actually met a young man, age 20, was a life coach for a lady in her mid-60s, and she was well-to-do, obviously. And he picked out what she had to wear, makeup, and, okay, we're going to go shopping here, and you're going to do this, and you're going to do that. I'm going, she's an adult, and you're barely 20. So I think those days are hopefully over. And because of COVID and that tsunami effect it's had on us, whether it's supplies uh, or uh, shortages of of, of baby formula or, 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 or the slow boat coming from China, it's made us become more reliant on ourselves, and, and it is a birthing pain. You know, it really is, and I'm, I am not excluded. I'm get, and we'll get into this in a little bit. I get o- nervous and overwhelmed more than I should, and we'll talk about that here in a minute, but I'm just trying to say, do marigato. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Here we go. The most important question of every show. If you're new to the show, write this down. How are you? How are you doing today What did MC Hammer say? you got to pray-ya to make it today-ya. I be- oh, actually, that was Robin Williams. God, I miss that man. I wish he was here. Can you imagine him doing a show on COVID, for goodness sakes? I mean, C to the O, V to the I. D means I don't want you to die. COVID, COVID, COVID. I mean, that guy would just, man. And when you meet someone like a Mr. Williams, not a celebrity per se, But someone who is optimistic and someone always giving you good juice, someone out there to make you smile, that's someone you just want to embrace. You know, you don't want that person on 24-7, okay? I just say I want to relax sometimes. But, man, we need that more than ever. So how are you doing today? Are you having a nice cup of joe? Me, I think I'm going to celebrate after this. Don't tell anybody, please. I may have a cigar. Ho, ho. It's so important, ladies and gentlemen, that you take time to relax. That you do three to five things a day uh, for you uh, every day. You know, and and sometimes you got to lock yourself in a room or lock the kids in a room or keep them outside. I don't know. It's so important that you take your walks, that you work out, that you meditate, that you just sometimes write this down. If you're new to the show, be still. Free your mind, the rest will follow, okay? Free your mind, flush things out. And we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. But with all that you do, take care of you. Because we're, we're, we're starting now, you know, we're kind of getting in the show here. We are, are seeing so much stress everywhere. I do not see how those folks in Ukraine can fight those Russians. Because those Russians are professional soldiers. And they've got professional equipment, and it just—it never stops. It just never stops. I don't—I cannot imagine being a parent, a mother, refugee with kids, living on a border, and I don't know how long we're going to live here. Because eventually Poland's going to say, "You know what? We love you, but you got to go. Got to go. Okay, bye-bye. Call us. Send us that text." I mean, oh my lordy, difference. And it's weird because sometimes I think when we get overwhelmed. Cause we can't get we want when we want it or just everyday little things that bust down or break down or medical appointments or johnny needs braces ah you know we kind of look at this someone else is out there having a worse day a real worst day because i'm seeing people just stressing out oh my goodness and that's what i try to do is i i, I try to not to intervene but you know just offer a smile or a wave as if I oh hi is that you Joe oh I thought you were my good friend Joe how are you doing today sir I mean and and maybe it's my personality and my age it seems the older I get the more affable I become or comical whatever it's like I have less hesitation I I I I I, I there was a lady her we call her the saucy mama and for two and a half years this lady God bless her her and her family been trying to get this restaurant open. Because and everything that happened happened wrong to her and her family. Everything, bad timing. My goodness gracious, COVID and permits and permits that expired because you have to have this inspected before this. Now, I mean, she hit every branch, and 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 she's this beautiful, lovely, smiling African American lady, and her entire family works. At this place called Saucy Mamas. It just opened up last, uh, affen- uh, finally, last, after two and a half years, finally last weekend, and they, everybody had to march, you know, like a quarter mile, and they had a little brass band, like if you were at uh, New Orleans. Remind me, of course, immediately, of the James Bond or Roger Moore film Live and Let Die. Yes, and then folks who know me know I love my James Bond, and that was my first Bond film. And there's a couple scenes in which they have the Olympia brass band. You know, and that's you, you. You, it's it's a thing that you pay for them. It's a musical wake, and to finally see her, because I was trying to get her flowers. You know what a goof I am. I've been trying to find her because I knew she was having a bad day. And and I couldn't find her because she was bouncing around all over the place. So I would buy her flowers, again trying to find her, couldn't find her. So I I would give them to these ladies, uh, at this uh, one restaurant that I go to where I work on my book, Northwood. Uh, restaurants a golf course and restaurant so I gave it to one bartender lady I know and I gave it to another waitress I know and it got to be like a cat fight because I was four attempts so four different bouquets of flowers well how come she gets flowers and I don't? And I'm like oh okay whatever but bottom line is I finally got to meet her I mean I've met her before of course but I mean meet her so I can give her these bouquet of flowers and you know and and she calls me shook I said how you doing there sweetheart And we hug each other we don't even know each other really but it was it's so nice when you unexpectedly reach out to someone particularly if they're going through something and just give them some sugar give them some love you know maybe a nod or a smile and again the older I get I just seem to be opened up a lot more and hopefully that's uh because of all that we've all been through including myself but this covid thing is uh uh I I know three ladies in the last five days. Three ladies over 65. All of them have some health issues. And this thing has really, really put them on the mat. And it seems to be the kiddos that are getting it now. I know of, uh, uh, they had like a local jamboree, a Boy Boy Scout jamboree. And I guess 35 kiddos got it. And then there's some kids in a local school three on one day and three in the other, and I'm going, oh, my Lord. And and the reason why I'm saying this because we're looking at the big M. Ho, ho, Memorial Day, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. I'm going, oh, Lordy, really? But uh, it's it's overwhelming. Uh, I paid six in California, Northern California, $6.67 a gallon. And then, of course, food is going up, or there you can't get certain food items. Uh... You know, wood is a big thing here in Northern California where I live. You know, you get your wood in the summertime so you can burn it in the wintertime. And it's just skyrocketed, you know, because gas has gone up, transportation has gone up, and, or, you know, the transportation costs for, you know, the, the drivers and so forth. It is overwhelming. And personally, I get overwhelmed because I like to work out, and sometimes I don't work out because I'm working too much. Uh, uh, we, we finally got the evaluation for Book 9, from this very nice editor, seventeen pages of evaluations, and then we're going through the manuscript and change this, add this, delete this, and it's just like, oh my god! I feel like the guy from the Matrix. Uh, what's his name? Neil, Mister Anderson. You know the character, um, and it's if you saw Matrix Four, it, there's a goof within a goof. There's a scene in Matrix Four, which Counter Reefs character is 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 a game. He designs a game. He designed a game called The Matrix. Hmm, okay. And he's not sure if it was real or not and what world is real or not, and so forth. And his nemesis, who is his boss, is sitting right in front of him from The Matrix I'm going, what? And they goof. There's a goof. Uh, the, uh, uh, the boss says, well, you know, Warner Brother owns the rights to The Matrix, and they want us to do a reboot on the game. Ha ha. And you can tell, because I heard about this, kind of like, oh, his character's like, really? I don't want to go back to The Matrix. I really don't want to do this and of course his character goes back and forth real world matrix world blah 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 and i was watching some of the battle scenes you know when they hit each other and do all those they're they are flying through walls and all the special effects and you can just kind of tell i don't think you know, i was really happy with this movie <laughs> i'm sure he's getting paid matrix bucks but You know, and Warner Brothers probably said in real life, you've got to do another movie. It's in the contract. We don't care about John Wick. We care about you making us show me the money, Keanu. But you can just kind of tell between John Wick and The Matrix, Keanu Reeves is a little, little, pretty, pretty tired. And I feel like that with this book that I did. It's a very deep, haunting book. It's a love story in a sense. It really is. And I got 17 pages of just the evaluation. That does not include, again, doing the whole manuscript back to forth. It's not a major rewrite. It's not even a rewrite. It's just that I feel, oh, man, I thought I was done, but I get pulled back in. So I, too, as much as I blather and, and as much as I read and as much as I meditate, and I got to tell you, I do a lot of things for myself. A lot. And I feel kind of self center like, Dave, this is your time now. No phone, no text, no tweet, no twerk. Just sit and be still. I feel overwhelmed. And again, I can't imagine being a parent. I can't imagine working from home or trying to go to work. Or People, every day I talk to them, and they're like, well, I don't know, because I work a lot with local teachers. They don't know if they're going to work, teaching at home, if they're masking, unmasking, field trips. I mean, it's just so much. So." I know it sounds obtuse, but what I do when I get overwhelmed, particularly with the book project, (sighs) okay, I'll scan through, (sighs) what do I got to do, all right, all right, and maybe I'll put it down for now, and then when I'm relaxed, I'll read it again, make my notes, and I have to start working through it, and what I'm trying to say is, you know, I kind of push through, but I know my limitations, so I got to back off, I can't let it eat me alive. I tried to relax. Again, I accept this is what I signed up for. This is my matrix. This is my <laughs> Warner Brothers. I've accepted this project, and a lot of people are relying on me for this book. Because i got to tell you, folks, and I said this to Mrs. Esty, Mrs. C., the lovely Mrs. C., our executive director extraordinaire. I said, I'm done. I can't do one more thing, Mrs. C. I'm done. Well, Dave, the, the book's already written, and it's going to come out. And there's people. I says, no, I just can't go back there. I, I, I bared my soul like never before. I am done. I'm stripped. Hmm. Hmm. Wow, I just can't do it anymore. But Dave, you've been through 90% of it. So I purge, and then I accept, and then I push through. And I try to find a rhythm. And I know, it's like when I do Sudoku sometimes, is a I do as much as I can, and I I, I get a little frustrated, but then it's amazing. I'll put it down for three to five minutes, come back, boom, and there's another number. Maybe 10 minutes later, boom, there's another number. So I'm trying to say, folks, and I know you know this, when you get a little overwhelmed, just take a step back and breathe. It's so amazing. When we get tense, our bodies get tense, our muscles get tense, and you know what we're doing is we're constricting Oxygen flow to the cranial area, which means you won't be able to think as much as you think you should. And you get frustrated, and then when emotion gets involved, ah, you say or do the first thing, you know, and, and that's on the top of your head. It's like when you argue, you know, you get all stressed and you say stupid things that you don't mean. And it's so important, oh my lordy, to not blow up a bridge, to mend a fence, to not go to bed angry. Because, again, we need all of us to rest and take care of ourselves. Because this thing is not going to be over for a long, long time. Rocket man. Little Elton John for you there, folks. So what I try to do, folks, is just. <sighs> and then I'll goof. Like I was doing something the other day, like C to the O to the V to the I. Again, COVID, deep. we don't want you to d- 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 die. Yeah. Snoop Doggy Dog, give me a call. Okay. I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. They call me Ma- Master Rapper D- 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 D. <laughs> I goof. What I'm saying is when, when things are really pressed up against me, I'll just laugh and do a joke. I did it as a firefighter and fire captain. and At first, people didn't understand, but it's a release. It's a release. I mean, you think for a moment that I don't lose my heart or I don't pray for someone I lo- lo- would load on a helicopter? You think for a moment when I walk away from a car that's flipped over and it took us an hour and a half to cut to try to get people out, and we know they're not going to make it. We know they're DOA as we're cutting them out, but we're still going to try our best. I want release. And I want people I work with who are under stress to be, feel that release. Because, again, tomorrow's going to be another day. In the fire department, we say this now all the time. The world is always on fire. We just don't want to be the fuse to ignite. Oh, ho, ho. so all I'm trying to say is <sighs> don't get caught up because I know and you know this. You see this, too. People are just fed up with COVID. They're fed. They're, they, they got the vaccine fatigue. Mrs. C, the lovely Mrs. C. You tell her to do something, you know, the government tells her to do something. Hey, do this, do this, do this. Get, get a shot. All right, get another shot. Get your booster. And she'll do it. She'll be first line. Okay. And then she got another one recently, and she says, I'm done. If I ever have to do that again, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Like, she just raises her hands. I'm like, wow. And a lot of my friends are doing that. And and, and I know some folks, I, I can't, it's, it's so unusual for me. To talk to people who seem logical, astute, and yet they're so paranoid and, and they believe, they really believe there's a thing going around uh, saying, don't get a booster shot because it's a government tracking device. Ho ho! Really? Um, let's really kind of just have a little comments. A government tracking device. Well, I think the government has a tracking device called, hello, cell phone, smartphone. Okay? Yeah. Or if you drive a car after 2005, I think they can track you and your automobile. I kind of do. Okay. And uh, if you drive an automobile, uh, I think they track you on stoplights. And there's lots of things called cameras when you enter any building. Mm-hmm. I think. And why would they be tracking you? Hm. I can see them tracking, again, uh, Mr. Anderson from The Matrix, or Bond, James Bond, or Tommy Cruz, Mission Impossible, or Wonder Woman. But regular Joes like you and I, Mm, whatever. (laughs) Okay, good luck with that. And let's think about this, too, from the uh, physics. They shoot something into your arm, which goes into your muscles, and muscles have hmm, liquid, Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And uh, wow, that would that might get infected. And or how about this? How often do you charge your cell phone? Oh, my Lord. I charge mine like twice a day, once a day. Oh, my God. How, what is that battery life in this? The shot that they give you that is tracked by the government. And then uh, how many people are I mean, is it one on one? Is there one person tracking me and another person tracking Joe? That would be, oh, my gosh, half of us in this America would be, I mean, wow. So all I'm trying to say is apply some common sense, please. If you don't want to get the shot because maybe you think you're going to get sick, I can understand that. Or, or or I know a lot of people say, I'm just done, Dave. I'm tired of going through the line. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And I don't want people to give up. We've been through an awful lot already. We've been through, we're over the hump. We're over the hump. But don't, you know, and please don't try to scare each other, for goodness sakes. Again, calm down. Take that breath. Take that step back. Because here's the thing that, what does that line We have nothing to fear, but fear itself. And I think we've already been past the hump that we've entertained our worst fears. Our worst fears was the unknown. Our worst fears were the days that we were under lockdown. Is COVID going to be around forever? Uh, I think it is for my lifetime. I do. But it's just like the flu, just like this. We're going to have to adjust. Do I believe? Uh, 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 Hang on a second. Pills are dumbest. Pills are dumbest. All unknowing, all unseen. Predicts after Memorial Day. Oh yeah, the fit's gonna hit the shan. I'll see that slowly, so you'll hear that again. I believe pills are dumbest. Predicts, predicts, <laughs> predicts. This. Yes, after Memorial Day weekend, uh, five to seven, ten days afterwards, I think yeah, we're gonna see a surge again. We know that. We're common sense. We've done it before. But now, you know we've got we've, we we've got more equipment out there. Hopefully, our first responders are resting, and nurses and doctors are resting. You know, for the big battle per se, if there is another surge. But I think what I'm trying to say is this: Let's for right now, let's just relax, pull back, because we know after Memorial Day. So let's relax now, one day at a time. And I know this sounds obtuse. Dave, anybody can say that. That's simple advice. Well, then apply it simply. (laughs) There it is. I think we're looking for the one big, one-second answer that can solve our problems. Those days are gone. Yeah, those days are gone. This is a long haul. You know, we need to listen to the speeches. Uh, Roosevelt used to give great speeches, radio chats. Uh, Kennedy was really good with speeches. Reagan gave a lot of good speeches. There's a book called uh, America's Best Speeches. I still have that. And every once in a while when I'm feeling overwhelmed or I can't do this, I'll read something from Martha Luther King. I'll read, I'll grab anything I can or daily affirmations. I'm not in program, but I do read daily affirmations. If you're in the 12-step program, you know exactly what I'm talking about because that gives me solace, makes me calm down and take that step. Well... Which leads me, folks, <laughs> I've been a sourpuss. Da-da-da-da. Memorial Day weekend. One word, awesomose. Is that a word? If not, I am going to patent that word. I like that word. osmos. It makes me sound awesome. Memorial Day. I bet you this Memorial Day, we, all of us here, within the sound of my voice, will appreciate it all the more. Think about it. Barbecues, Exploding exploding grills. Lots of mayonnaise and libations, but not together, I hope. And you know what? Most importantly, I think, is going to be the explosive eruptions of the kiddos. Something called laughter. I remember being a boy in the basement, and one of the things that really crushed me was being in the basement and hearing the sounds of kids riding their bikes up and down the street and, you know, the sounds of, of laughter and smelling the barbecue. Because a barbecue has a certain smell to it, especially when you're, when, you're, when you're flipping burgers, that grease from the burgers and the popping, you know, sounds of, of, <laughs> of that. And it really, I would imagine myself being a part of that or watching it from above or behind or something. But there's nothing like that. I got to experience a little bit of that on uh, a tiny bit just a, you know uh, 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 just a, a grain of sand in the course of a life when I lived when I was in foster care and and I lived in this place called Dunsmore Way in Menlo Park I wrote a book about it called uh, The Privilege of Youth and it was very Norman Rockwell I mean white picket fences the kids were all cleanly dressed Everybody was kind and polite, and here's this foster child. They thought I was a threat. You know, James Dean, oh, my God, you murdered somebody. You're a tough kid. I'm like, I'm 15, and I have a sunken chest, and I stutter. I'm underweight, and I wear black frame glasses. I am not Mr. Cool. But I just remembered as a a foster child, and I had two beautiful friends. We've talked about my friend Paul, who recently passed away, and my other uh, brother, uh, Davey Howie. We, have fa- we all three fantasized as teenagers that we were each going to have a home on this block because we loved it so much. And we were going to marry, I was going to marry Paul's sister, and Dave was going to marry the lovely Susie because she was just the cutest thing, you know, cheerleader, she was super cute. And Paul was going to marry David Howie's sister, the lovely Miss Cheryl. And we already knew we were going to have th- uh, two kids each, one boy, one girl, and we'd hang out in each other's garage for happy hour, beer time, and then we'd have block parties, because that's the one thing that fascinated me. I've never seen a block party. You may have to, if you're under 40, Google this. Block party. because we don't do that anymore. Even before COVID, we didn't do that anymore, which is so sad. They shut down the block. One side of the block uh, is like a uh, what they call it? bouncy house room. And, 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 and other things to engage the kids. The other side of the block would be like maybe a, a live band. <laughs> the middle, <laughs> you set up your tables and chairs and anything you can bring to the party. Anything. Potato salad, macaroni salad, uh, beer, wine, drinks, whatever, and all the food that Jabba the Hutt would choke on. Unbe- and it, it started basically uh, uh, 2 p.m until about, I think the permit said 10 p.m., but I I think I remember a few parties that it it went on until after midnight, and that was back in the day. You know, things were a little bit looser, and, and, you know, everybody knew each other, and it was just something I really, really fantasized about. And unfortunately, I moved out of, of the area, but I would always hear the stories, oh, man, they would start, the, 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 the block parties start up Memorial Day weekend. So it would be all day Sunday so they can clean up on Monday. Sweep, oh, my God, the sweep patrol is what they called it. And I heard the stories about the 4th of July and back in the day there were fireworks. And Paul would basically uh, uh, be in charge of, of, of the fireworks. And he was a smart guy, and he would alter the fireworks. Band them together, and, and th- th- they launch it high in the air or explode in the air. And, and, and then, of course, uh, Labor Day, the end of the summer, there was a big celebration. But I've always loved seeing, hearing kids, particularly when you're older, and these things have waned. That's why I think this Memorial Day weekend it's just going to be a blast for a lot of people. Because, again, we're smart. We're not stupid. We know that this 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 COVID thing is going to, you know, come visit us again. But it just, it's, it's, it's just, I think this would be a good time for us to relax. Amazing. I remember one Labor Day weekend, I was, I think, I was about to join the Air Force. And I was about, I thought I was 18, and Mr. Brazil, uh, a senior, Paul's father, had built this patio. And the three of us, the three amigos, the three stooges, Paul, myself, and Howie, were like the bartenders. And we didn't know anything about drinks. I swear to God, we were so stupid. And we concocted crazy stuff, and people were so, like, drunky pants. Oh, this is the best drink I've ever had. What's in it? I don't know. And they gave us tips. And a couple of the (laughs) mothers flirted with us a little bit. That's before you said uh, (laughs) M-I-L-F. I'm trying to be appropriate here, people. (laughs) And it just was a nice time because they know they're going to go back to work. They know there's a lot of stuff they're going to have to clean up. But to, you know, have that moment. So I say, embrace it. Make an extra plan. You know what I say? Reach out a little bit. We talk about doing three extra nice things a day. Why don't you call someone you haven't called and say, hey, I'm having a little shing dig. Come on over. You bring this, we'll bring that. Maybe a new neighbor. Maybe someone that you know who isn't doing too well. Maybe someone who spends their time alone, <coughs> for whatever reason, even if they say no, it's always nice to be thought of. I gotta tell you, I, I I love that. Can't Dave? Can you do this? No, but wow, thank you, you thank you for thinking of me. That really makes my heart soar. And I know it's again simple things, but I'm saying reach out because I I really think in in the middle of the burnt burgers, and the scorched arms, because everybody does that. When, when you have those briquettes and so forth, they always put in extra kerosene in there. I knew a guy that wanted to use jet fuel. I swear to God, he wanted to get actual jet fuel to put on his little briquettes. I'm like, N- that's not a good idea. Why? Because it, 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 when it burns, it's like 500 degrees. Awesome, dude. I'm going, no, not when it blows up in your face. But I'm trying to say in the middle. Of all the celebration, give yourself a pause. Give yourself a pause and ask yourself, where were you with your family this time last year? Because a lot of families wanted to go out for Memorial Day weekend and do something. But COVID was still there, still on our shoulders. Now, take another step back. Where were you two years ago? When I mean, I, I, it was it was so hard for me to drive uh, my squad, rescue squad. I drive it over the Montreal Bridge when I was working, you know, between there and the Sea Ranch where I resided up north at the time, and to see Memorial Day weekend and only one or two families on a beach when normally there's like a thousand people, literally a thousand people oh my god that's like over 300 cars folks unbelievable so i'm trying to say when we get overwhelmed take a step back that's why i tell people take pictures take a lot of pictures i i i i probably have over 1200 photos (laughs) in my little smartphone and again i'm the last guy in the world to get a smartphone because i'm not that smart and sometimes when i don't feel too well. I'll just flip through them. And this is very personal. I, I still have photos of my lovely former wife. You know, in that beautiful dress, and we went out for lunch or dinner, or just her, I would just, boom, boom snap a photo of her reading, or I have a photo of her taking a nap with her two little kitons. They were baby kittens. One one's sleeping on her face, and one's on her belly, <laughs> And they were like, Ree! you know how kitty cats are. They stretch and roly-poly and stuff like that. And to me, it was so serene. I even have, you know, I'm an, I'm an adult. I have private photos. Nothing salacious, but beautiful photos of such a beautiful person with such a beautiful, radiant smile behind her eyes. And it draws me some happiness. It saddens me a little bit. It really does. But I... Try to draw something from it, that moment. So you take a lot of photos, too, ladies and gentlemen. Take photos of kids you don't even know exploding with laughter. I guarantee you, you take a photo like that, and when you aren't feeling too well, you draw that photo up. Boom, it's going to make you, I guarantee it's going to make you smile. It's going to give you something. That's the most amazing gift we have on the planet, ladies and gentlemen. Something for nothing. You can't buy that. Especially with kids, they just explode all the time with laughter. They discover things. That you and I are like, yeah, no big deal. But in their world, that's what's great about being a grandparent, I think. I don't have to do any maintenance. <laughs> I get to have all the fun. And then when I'm done, okay, you take them back. Okay, you change this diaper. I don't, okay, go, go, go. Take a good picture, ladies and gentlemen. It's just... We're going to need it because I do believe, ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be more to come, more to come when it comes to this, this COVID thing. Well, I'm about wrapping up here, ladies and gentlemen, because I do believe, with especially with this new variant, and there's talk about maybe another one, that we're, we're not going to be out of the woods yet. That's why I think it's so important. If you're having a good day, embrace it. I mean, totally embrace it. I'm a very busy guy, mentally and physically. I'm always doing something, but when I'm having a good day, I actually will sit outside my. I got this little teeny tiny deck, and it's my world. I love it. It's six feet by eight, eight feet, and I got plants. I got wind chimes. You know, I. I. I it's my little place. It's my place. My private place. When I'm having a good day, I make sure my butt's in that little director's seat an extra 10 minutes a day. And it's the weirdest thing, especially when I'm overwhelmed. I'll, I'll see the, and feel the breeze. I see squirrels jumping from tree to tree. Look and hear the blue jays squawking. And it's free. And it makes, and I'll take, it's weird, I'll take photos of something like that. I got the squirrel who eats upside down. I got bird feed. He eats the bird feed upside. It's just one crazy squirrel. I take a photo of the guy, and I look at it and go, wow, this is pretty good. Because I do believe, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to need a lot of crazy squirrel photos. Because like a bad Terminator film, when it comes to the mask, we'll be back. There's no doubt in my mind that we're going to have to mask up here pretty soon. And guess what? We'll mask up for a little bit more, and the numbers will drop and then we can take them off again and then you know whatever we'll just have to adjust so here's here it is Carpen dm Carpen dm sees the day how about fact DM from our friend clint eastwood make my day so folks i pray that you have a beautiful lovely loving Memorial Day weekend if you can bring some happiness to someone just do it so in all things ladies and gentlemen please be safe and please be smart so that is basically our show thank you again for listening as always I want you to or I, I wish to thank our friends at uh, Pat Metheny and Pat Metheny Group and Management for allowing us the privilege of, of having his songs and uh, you can always go to his website and pull up some more songs. And uh, they just they bring me solace, and if they bring me solace, uh, they will bring you some as well. We did get a question. I will answer Dave on your next book, uh, a Return to the River." Are you still going to have Pat Metheny, a Pat Metheny song? Uh, to answer that question, no, I will not have a Pat Metheny song. I will have two Pat Metheny songs. A song from Inya as well, the lovely Inya, and uh, a song that John Barry uh, wrote, produced, and was aired many, many years ago. Uh, I'm going to bring back. uh, and, And there's that question. So thank you again for listening, ladies and gentlemen, and please keep the faith. Always believe in yourself. If you want to lead, and we need good leadership, whether it's parents, whether, whether it's anybody who has any responsibility, and right now a lot of us have a lot of responsibilities, please keep the faith. Don't you give up. You've been through worse. And you can do this. You just never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we always say do as much as you can for as many as you can for as long as you can. So thank you for listening to the show. So until next time, please take good care. And as always, good day, good luck, and God bless.